0: There's a saying that goes, he who has the gold makes all the rules. Keep this in mind as we talk today about the two quadrillion, and yes, I said quadrillion, dollars in debt, unfunded liabilities, and derivatives that's now in the global economy. And the problems that come from this that aren't just faced by governments, but are faced by everyday people. My name is Elizabeth Ann Stewart.
1: Uh, My name is Dr. David Wallalu.
0: And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. A giant tsunami of debt The world over borrowing has gone out of control We are staring at a giant pile of debt People are suffering really badly And yet we have done nothing to prevent this The International Monetary Fund says 60% of low-income countries Are at high risk of debt distress or in debt distress already Rising
1: food and fuel prices are straining the budgets of ordinary families to a breaking point But here's what happened in the mini-budget The government basically added a lot Those tax increases As you can see, that's going up. And that's the thing that markets are concerned about. Certainly, the IFS is concerned about it as well. And the big question is, how do you bring that down?
0: So, David, what are we looking at here with two quadrillion? And so let's dive into this number for a second. So first of all, quadrillion is a real number. And quadrillion is a thousand, what is it? A thousand trillion. So a quadrillion is a thousand trillion. And so this is a global number and you could be saying, well, that's a lot. How is that possible? But we're looking at this number from when the gold standard was taken out in the U.S. dollar in uh, 1971. From that point to today, Mm -hmm. we're looking at the amount of money that's been printed, but also the amount of money that is, in. this is not just the United States, this is globally, we're looking at the money that has been printed, but not only that the money that is in unfunded liabilities which in the United States is actually substantially higher than the debt itself so unfunded liabilities are things for example like Social Security that hasn't that that has no real money to back it up right so it's a liability it's been promised to people um, and there is no money to pay for that promise So that's an unfunded liability, and countries across the world have it. We just saw what happened with the Bank of England and the pensions. So these are massive unfunded liabilities and also something called derivatives. Now, derivatives are a really important part of the banking system because it's how uh, banks initially, it was created to sort of hedge um, bets and make sure that banks were successful and made profits. The problem is that it's gotten way out of hand, and people don't really know how to sort of rein in the derivative problem that we have right now.
1: Yeah. Well, Canada has the same problem now. Yes. Canada's a uh, pension. I think in the next 15 years, they're going to run out of the money for the retirements and all that. This is why Canada is one in the immigration. Because because they're running out of, but but Canada spends a lot of money on foreign aid Mm -hmm. instead of, it's no different than what we do. Except for us, it's slightly different with the military industrial complex, with certain programs that have nothing to do with the welfare of the American people. And that's Mm -hmm. usually generates more debts because we borrow money. It's like what happened, I'm something familiar with a little bit with the invasion of Iraq. Mm -hmm. We, We borrowed money to fund that particular war.
0: Yep. Or and conflict, no. that's well, and that's a huge point because you know we look at the tax base, right, or we look at GDP, and we say, okay, well, so this isn't enough to cover the debts. Mm-hmm. So where where does that money come from, right? So that means the accrual of more debt. Now here's the issue because you know there's there's all this talk about the global different currencies and which currency is stronger and which currency is weaker, and there's a lot of talk about the U.S. dollar, for example. But the U.S. dollar right now is very strong because it is the best of a whole bunch of bad options, but if we look at what this does to governments, and that's something that I would like to talk to you about also, is what does this do to governments and the stability of governments? Because as the economy is unstable, mm-hmm. we're also watching very unstable political times. So, for example, let's take the UK and what just happened in the UK. How many PMs has the UK had since 2016?
1: About four. Well, just the last few months. Just had, the last few months. Yeah, few months, they've had about four, <laughs> (laughs) is bad that's usually an indication of instability
0: it's a huge indication of instability in the
1: sense of that the policies emanating from the central government Mm -hmm. are very uh, are poorly structured
0: absolutely so
1: and the economic uh, policies tends to always be at the forefront and also because of the issue of energy you know Mm -hmm. what UK Uh, The case of the UK was why it is bad. Yeah. It's because the central bank went ahead and increased interest rate.
0: Absolutely. Which is
1: no different, by the way. Our Federal Reserve is doing today. By the time you see this video, it will be like two or three days. They already met, but there is an indication that they're going to increase interest rate by three quarter points. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're already having the inflation that is bad here in the U.S., yeah. then now you increase the interest rates. So this is why England is going through that okay. the economic hardship
0: absolutely yeah. and so england uh, so since 2016 mm. david cameron resigned in 2016 it, because yeah. of the mishandling of brexit mm-hmm. then teresa may mm-hmm. went in 2019 because she couldn't get very much done and then boris johnson Bota. he <laughs> bojo was just ousted clown, yeah. yep after after party gate and Liz Trust was only in in power for 44 days yeah, 6 weeks and so during her 44 days, she managed to crash the pounds and the UK version of bonds called mm. gilts. Uh, gil- gilts, yes, on the international market. And that's why the Bank of England had to step in. Now we have we have Rishi Sunak. Mm. We'll see how he does. He's, he's been in for, what, two two weeks? No, Maybe not a little less that, than About than a that, week. About a week. week
1: and a <laughs> half or so. But his problem is that... Uh, He comes from very affluent, he's well-to-do, his net worth, based on what I checked, was about 827 million Mm dollars. That's not the problem. The problem is, he helped his wife evade taxes for the last seven years, worth about 24 million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, the question becomes for the Brits, not for us. The Brits will have to decide, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the Brits didn't vote for the guy right was the Conservative Party. The British citizens had no say into whatsoever. So it becomes the question of what is democracy into all this?
0: What is it? Three PMs in the last year? Four. Four? Four. Boris, Liz Truss. Yeah. They ended up with, uh, with some very... And the Queen passed away. So they have a lack of of leadership right now. That's a yeah. really, really big problem. And if we look at the United States, we're not in a terribly different situation. You know, we have midterms coming up, and there's some speculation that Biden will not make it to the end of his term. I, you know, he is he is older. He's an older guy, and he is encountering some problems.
1: Well, it's just because the policies he's embarking on. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. for example, he decided now to tax. The profits of companies, right? You know, you can't, you can't be shifting the blame to companies when you created the problem to begin with. Absolutely. You know, this is where it's known in our culture, uh, mainly in the West, that we tend to shift the blame to others. We don't want to look inward. Well, we created the issues of what's going on with the energy crisis in Europe. Why? Because of what we did in Ukraine to Mm -hmm. begin with. Let's just say it's straightforward. So so we can't be shifting the blame and saying, Oh, I'm gonna I the president I'm gonna tax the profits of companies. Well he doesn't I'm sure he doesn't understand. He's been Mm -hmm. around long enough to know. Yeah. You do not go against the energy industry in the US. They're very powerful.
0: Yes, they are. They're very powerful. And the whole
1: system in America is is upside down. Mm -hmm. It's time to Really, we need a top-to-bottom review. Absolutely. But how can you do that when you have the masses are ill-informed? They have no clue what's going on. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, so bringing this down to sort of what we're talking about here mm. is if we're looking at you know the global debt. So the global debt is 300 trillion, approximately, right? That's that's a massive global debt. That's not just the United States. That's all the countries combined, plus up to. You know, <laughs> two quadrillion in yeah. unfunded. I mean, this is total, right? So this is total since the the 1970s, the beginning of the 1970s. Um, but with this amount of debt and unfunded liabilities, how much gold do you think that the global reserves have yeah. Yeah. to offset this debt? And that is where the problem lies, because we have about so total gold is uh, about ten trillion dollars, approximately worth most that is in jewelry but there's about 2 trillion in reserves um so we're looking at 2 trillion dollars worth of debt to offset this or 2 trillion dollars worth of gold to offset this massive amount of debt and the reality is that every currency before the currency that we have mm-hmm. has failed yeah every single currency before has failed and most of them have failed in a very similar way to this It's just that right now, a lot of it is we we have a very globalized world. You can't take one country and separate it from another. You can't take one economy and separate it from Mm. another economy. Well,
1: that's why I remember when I uh, talked about the uh, breaks, for example, and mass and gold. Mm
0: -hmm. That was
1: for a reason why I sort of addressed that topic. Yeah. It's because, you know, looking at it where it's going, uh, countries will eventually have to come to terms with that reality, Absolutely. so that is why BRICS members—Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa—decided, okay, it's, and, and mainly for those uh, that that economic block, it was mainly China and Russia. Mm-hmm. India has its own. Right. South Africa has a little bit; uh, doesn't have much. But for China and Russia, they stacked up on gold, not just last year or the year before. They've been doing it for the last 20 years. Well, they're
0: also working on their own reserve currency, which is something that we did an episode on. If you guys want to check it out, we did an episode on that reserve currency that is being created right now. And the fact that the petrodollar is no longer as solid as it once was. There is oil and gas transactions that are not happening in the U.S. dollar anymore. And uh, so we're seeing a very interesting collapse around us of a very, very large bubble. And I'm, I'm interested to see, I don't know what's coming, but it is important to take a look at um, it's not just the United States. We talk a lot about the debt burden and the liability, the unfunded liabilities that the United States has, but we don't talk much about it globally. Mm. And it is a huge problem globally, with central banks holding two trillion worth of gold, versus even if you just look at debt itself at three hundred trillion, uh, we've we've got some interesting times coming.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, the central banks now just added another four hundred tons of gold. Recently, I just mm-hmm. found that out yesterday. Uh, there is about 400 tons. It's only worth about $20 billion. That's nothing.
0: Well, and that's the, the thing.
1: Of, it's not going to. Yeah. yeah. It won't do anything to that massive debt. But for the petrodollar, where the concern is, one thing that it's on the horizon, that is will be coming, it has to do with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Possibility of them joining BRICS being admitted into BRICS so there will be a meeting in South Africa next year
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, by which they already saw the Arabia expressed interest and the South African uh, Ramaphosa the president said that they will put this under consideration now yeah. that will be a massive undertaking if they join the uh, or it's not if but when so the banks the central banks in the west have already been a because mm-hmm. they scene will things I ahead
0: absolutely
1: but that amount of money 20 billion and, and that's the really, thing. Yeah.
0: I think that's the thing ultimately, because even if you look at all of the gold in the entire world, let's say you mm-hmm. took everyone's jewelry, let's say you took everything, you're still looking at only $10 trillion worth of gold. And let's say the value of gold, you even 100 times did the value of yeah. gold, it would still only be 10% of the debt, right? It's still a terrible leverage. And so we are over leveraged to a very extreme point.
1: Yeah. Well, that becomes a question for us in the U.S. Is what's leading to all this? Mm-hmm. Are we living beyond our means?
0: Yes, <laughs> and, and I think I, unquestionably the short yes. The
1: answer is yes. So because we're spending more than we're taking in, and mm-hmm. and it's like it's like in a family or whatever, you know, you do a budget, and well, right. you can't spend more than you earn. It's common sense, but apparently for our government. Because it's not their money, so they don't care how they spend it. So Which is the crazy.
0: They live in this world too, right? Everybody lives in this world together. And it's the game is very much rigged, and we, you don't have to be an analyst to see how much it's rigged towards large corporations, towards the central banks, towards very wealthy individuals. And the game is rigged against sort of the rest of everybody else. And, you know, if you look at how complex this system really is, you know, what is the average person supposed to do about this problem? Right?
1: Yeah. yeah, That's, that's really
0: the question is what is the average person supposed to do about the problem? Mm -hmm. But if you take a look at, you know, your politicians, your legislators, and who is actually focused on trying to bring this debt down, I don't know that if that's possible at this point, I, in fact, it may not be, You know, they're trying to inflate it away right now. Um, But I don't know if there is enough inflation to inflate away this problem.
1: Yeah, Uh, there's no end in sight, basically. Uh, I'll be interested in how the after midterm elections, what the government is going to do as far as economic policies. Mm But I don't see anything good coming out of that because they tend to think in terms of, okay, where is the next conflict? So Absolutely. where the next money is going to be spent on.
0: Any final thoughts?
1: Well, the final thought that I can think of is the idea of economic policies. If they are not well-structured, mm-hmm. it tends to trickle down and end up impacting citizens. This is exactly what we're seeing in Europe. That's why Europe is becoming poorer mm-hmm. in the last few months since the beginning of the Ukraine war,
0: absolutely, so,
1: or the conflict that is. I never expect to even see Europe going that. Now you're talking about poverty descending upon Europe. Yeah, for us, even the number poor people is increasing.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: so what you talked about as far as the debt, uh, it has to be sort of dealt with and managed, but. How can you do that when you have politicians that they don't consider the welfare of the citizens? They're thinking about their political career and so forth. That's very, very sad to see. The amount of debt that is now going on around the
0: world. I remember when when uh, Jerome Powell said uh, for a very long time that inflation was transitory, <laughs> right? And and everybody was like, you know, all the all the intelligent economists were were asking themselves how it was possible that he kept saying inflation uh, was transitory, inflation was transitory. Uh-huh. When it very much is not. And now we're looking at the repercussions of that. And, you know, there are some very intelligent economists. We are not in co- economists. We are we are telling you what the best of our knowledge and ability. Yeah. Um, but there are some very intelligent economists that are predicting a lot of what is coming next. And they very accurately predicted that inflation was not in fact, transitory. So be paying attention to some of the wiser voices Mm -hmm. in this space because they'll tell you what's coming. You know, even the policies of the last few years, there were a lot of people saying, this is going to destroy the economy and there were people who were saying no no it's okay we can we can print forever quantitative easing it's just fine it's just fine it's just fine inflation's transitory it's not yeah. a big deal but now we're dealing with the realities of these policies and that's why it's important to pay attention to what's going on is because you can there, there are very many wise voices out there who can tell you what is yeah. going to come.
1: Yeah, as long as they don't say what uh, Christine Lagarde said. Oh, my as, gosh. You know, there is, oh, we didn't know where this inflation yeah. came from.
0: It came with, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. But it's her talking about how inflation yeah. came out of nowhere.
1: I look at that as an insult.
0: That's a, That's, a huge insult.
1: Yeah, she's, but again, you don't expect those individuals to be in touch with the reality. Jerome Powell is a millionaire. Mm-hmm. What will you care? You know, and uh, this is why, for you, you need to understand at least this dynamics, the basics of it. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to change everything from, from at the top level, but at least being uh, aware of what's mm-hmm. going on, so you'll understand at least where things are headed, yeah, and have at least a plan or prepare something for to ensure that you don't be left behind.
0: That's and Yeah. And at least not buying it. When somebody yeah. says tra- inflation is transitory, transitory or when somebody says inflation came out of nowhere, it doesn't come out of nowhere. No, right. No. That's not a that's not a possibility. Cause and effect. There's cause and effect. And cause and effect is one of the most immutable laws of existence is that if there is an effect, there was something that caused that. And so, uh, so, yeah, just be paying attention.
1: Indeed. Well, I hope this, you find this very uh, informative. That'll help you at least understand the big picture within the global economy. So, as always, prepare yourself for a change in world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.